thank you for listening to this programme from the Forever Manchester Radio and Podcast Network. Forever Manchester is a charity that raises money to fund and support community activity across Greater Manchester. Check out forevermanchester.com to find out more. We are Forever Manchester. We are Forever Manchester. We are Forever Manchester. We are Forever Manchester. We're a charity with a clear purpose. A charity with a clear purpose. Forever Manchester. We fund and support community activity across Greater Manchester with donations raised from individuals, families and businesses. Individuals, families and businesses. We are Forever Manchester. We believe that everyone should have the opportunity to be happy. And we believe our communities have unlimited potential and boast thousands of talented individuals who know what they want and how to go about it. Helping to build happy, stronger, thriving communities. Happy, stronger, thriving communities. We are Forever we Manchester. Are forever Manchester. We don't label people as disadvantaged or define them by problems and needs. We focus on what's strong, not what's wrong. We focus on what's strong, not what's wrong. We provide a hand up, up. not a handout, and we aim to strengthen communities and enrich local life by inspiring local people to do extraordinary things together. 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 We are Forever Manchester, and this is Charity, the Mancunian Way. The Mancunian Way. The Mancunian Way. The Mancunian Way. Manchester's creative community have been really busy creating a brilliant book inspired by the Tony Walsh poem This Is The Place as a way of showing their support of those affected by the Manchester Arena terror attack on May the 22nd. A group of artists collaborated on the volume which was inspired by Tony's performance of This Is The Place at the Vigil in Albert Square the day after the attack. Creatives, including designers, illustrators and photographers, collaborated by each responding to a line in the poem to create what is a uniquely brilliant contribution that is not so much a work of art as perhaps a work of artists, with all the proceeds going to charity. James Torrey is the creative director at video production agency Doodle Do Motion and he decided to set up and lead what appears to have turned into a mammoth project, and James joins me now. Hi, Terry. Obviously, we know the starting point, but did you set out to go down the road of doing something on your Todd, or did you have the idea from the off that you were going to round up a group of people and see if we can get everybody involved? Yes, good question, Terry. Um, I think everyone was affected, weren't they? When Tony delivered that poem, I think whether you were at the vigil or you watched it live or you watched it after, I think there was a... A sense of don't really have the words to say but someone just articulated what I'm feeling and I suppose it was sort of it was probably the day after and I, I must have watched Tony's performance three or four times and just thought that there was something we could do visually and as a creative community that um, that might help that poem resonate long after the event and so I think we said in a, in a video that we put out right at the start, and I don't know that I've articulated it any better since, was that we wanted the book to mark a moment, but to look ahead with real hope for the future. And I think, um, you know, I do have a lot of hope for Manchester. I think it's an amazing city and continues to be. And the reaction we saw afterwards was just amazing. But there was that sense, I think everybody probably felt, of I want to do something. And... It's difficult, you know, no one's looking for a graphic designer in a crisis, are they, you know? (laughs) But there was a sense of, well, maybe we can do something. Maybe it would make a difference. And, um, And that had to be a collaboration, really. And the creative community in Manchester is so amazing. 
Um, it's big enough that there's incredible work being done day in, day out, but it's small enough that people can know each other. And so we're more collaborative than we are competitive. And it feels like a project that might only have been able to happen in Manchester somehow. So from, from that moment, you know, we start the ball rolling and it's really felt a privilege to be at the helm in some ways, although we've had so much support mm. in, in so many ways from so many different people. Um, but I think it is a kind of unique project where we've been able to collaborate and hopefully it will make a difference. Talk me through the process. Who's the first person you phoned? When did you when did you arrive in your mind's eye that, you know, it might be a bit of a big job for one man, this? <laughs> Who am I going to phone first? It, it was never going to be a one-man project, that's right. for sure. It, it is just too big. And it's certainly, if it was a one-man project, this wouldn't be the man because <laughs> no one knows me and no one, um, you know... and. It really had to be a collaboration. But the first person I called, I think uh, a good friend of mine at Glorious Creative, who uh, a design agency in Manchester, who we work with a lot, but um, we go back a long way, good friends, and just amazing book designers and print designers. And so he, he was one of the first people I called and said, look, you know, thinking about this project, what do you think? And he was up for it. And then it was actually a lady called Sue Woodward at MCDA uh, in in the council who heads up, people might be familiar with the Sharp Project and uh, the Space Project and those kind of things. She's just an amazing lady, but uh, super well connected as well. So I floated the idea by her, rang her, said, look, we've got this idea for a book. We're going to need to get some people involved. Um, I probably am going to want Peter Savile, Malcolm Garrett, and let's see where we go from there. And she just said, okay, give me an hour. And um, I kid you not, an hour later, she was, yep, Peter Savile's in, Malcolm Garrett's in, let's go. And um, and then we spoke to Nick, Nick Massey, obviously, of Forever Manchester. And, and I guess still a lot of people don't realise, but it was Forever Manchester that commissioned the poem a few years ago. And knowing that they were the, the commissioners, really, of that poem, A, we wanted permission, B, we wanted them to be a beneficiary of anything that we did for that reason, and... See, I suppose they Nick had the connection with Tony, and whatever we did, we, we needed to do it sensitively. We didn't want to run away with his words and their poem and do something on our own. It, it had to be from within, if you like. So, uh, Nick, Sue, and, and Mark at Glorious were probably the first people I contacted, and then a friend, um, Julia from Toast PR, helped us get the word out. So, really, it has been a collaboration from the first right. moments of the idea. I mean, to rewind to that day it's the day after the vigil and um you cannot get hold of tony walsh that day you know he's everywhere and people were running the poem on networks all over the world so nick loved the idea as soon as we mentioned it but we didn't want to put anything out until tony had said yes okay so it was nick that liaised with tony i'm happy to say that from the off tony has just been generous with you know how we handle his words and and in supporting and promoting and brilliant and helping us get people on board. So you've got like you've got three door openers at the table quite instantly for you who are able to start to make things happen and suddenly that pyramid is now getting bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and obviously you've got you've got your two guys, Pete Savile and Malcolm Garrett at the table. How did that turn into sixty? <laughs> that's a lot of people it is a lot of people yeah <laughs> and in truth that 60 is more like probably double that when you consider people have made work that's been photographed by another creative or an agency might have had five six people collaborate within the agency on something so i mean we're talking way more than 60 but and and i suppose this is a, a big point as well is that um the hard bit has not been getting people involved 
it's been having to curate the offers that have come our way you know in terms of I I know the book is stunning and people represented it in it are incredibly talented but the reality is you could make another dozen books with people who aren't in it really and, and yeah I mean it, it just it just the breadth and scale and quality of talent in our city is breathtaking so were you submitted work that didn't actually make the pages no we went we weren't submitted work um, but, but, but we were we it. were given offers because everything in the book has been made for the book with one or two exceptions and yeah the reality is that the offers of support were everywhere and the challenge was curating that in such a way that it wasn't all agencies it wasn't all big names there was a breadth of disciplines a breadth of stature you know breadth of background even um, yeah. because it had to reflect Manchester's creative community and that's pretty diverse so that was that was the challenge more than getting people on board and and of course we we did like anyone would you, you go to your friends and you know we had an idea well I had an idea of who I felt should be there and represented but then I didn't have contacts in all those places and then they recommend people and the reason we came up with 60 really was because as we split up the poem it became obvious where the themes and lines and inspiration would be to create a page so there were 60 natural elements within the poem that you could, we can carve this up and, and we can give it to individuals. Exactly or, right, yeah. Any stories about any specific elements of it? Have, has anybody had to build anything outrageous or dangle from Ca- roofs? Or there's, anything? there's countless examples of that. I may not even know them all yet, but there are, you know, I've been completely overwhelmed by the effort people have gone to. So, for example, in, in much of the book, we've tried to buddy up kind of the line with an agency or artist that it felt appropriate for. So Kevin Cummins, who was Enemy's chief photographer for 10 years, but also did this project on Main Road, big city fan. He has the line about goals that make souls leap from seats in the stands. So for him, that had to be a city. So apologies to the Reds, but um, that for him, it had to be a a city. And I, I won't let you know what what he's provided for the book because it's quite a surprise but but we've tried to buddy people up so um creative concern is an agency that has lots of clients in uh, sort of causes and ngos and and things like that Mm -hmm. so they have the line about you know manchester gives us such strength from the fact that this is the place we should give something back now i got this got sent this photo of a cherry picker outside central library way above the roof line um, taking a, a aerial photo down onto the uh, the ground where where they had a, an assembly of people, and um, I, I just astonished me that the planning that you have to get a cherry picker that high in central Manchester is just you know it's, it's bonkers really. Um, we had one agency that built a sculpture, um, and they've chiseled out words in in the bricks in Manchester bricks, and that is I mean it's stunning. But the effort and craft that's gone into it is astonishing. Amanda McCran made a mosaic, you know, huge mosaic that must have taken hours and hours. One of the contributors had to arrange for one of the digital signage boards to carry his work while he photographed it. We had Hamo painted a mural at the skate park. And it goes on and on, you know, the contributions from this book are almost woven into the fabric of the city now because... They're out there. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Right. So it all comes together. You get your contributors to not only agree to do something, but actually supply you with something. 
Yep. And then what happens then? You've got now 60 pieces of creative work. I gather that the poem actually leads the, the order that they're going to appear in the book. Right. What happens then? Does somebody ask? Because somebody has to pull all of it together now. Yeah, so um, I guess, you know, you have to bear in mind people will buy this book and look at it who are not from Manchester. So Glorious Creative, who I mentioned earlier on, they were the people I approached to lead on the book design. And, and so you're right, there's 60 pieces of work, 61 actually, because Tony has a bit in there as well. And they are led by the poem, so in some ways that takes care of itself. But there is a narrative to a book that has to go beyond 60 pages of artwork. you know. And you have to bear in mind that there are, are people further afield perhaps who are less familiar with, you know, maybe they heard about the attack but didn't hear about the vigil and or they heard about those things but didn't hear the Manchester response. And so as well as curating the work, we had to curate the narrative of the book. Um, so I suppose it was twofold. There was a design element and there was a content element. And so what we've tried to do is, you know, we, the book kicks off with a foreword from Sir Richard Lees, who, you know, bizarrely, his first year in office was the IRA attack. Um, he has a quite a unique perspective on leading the council through these things. So it starts with him. We we talk about Manchester, and then we talk about what happened. Um, there's a, a a moment in the book to pause and reflect and to honour those whose lives were sort of worst affected. And we've had to think long and hard about how to do that sensitively. And um, we've worked with the police liaison officers and uh, we've worked with Peace Foundation who are just doing amazing things. And they've kind of given us an insight into the sensitivities around how to handle all of that. Um, and then we go into a kind of, well, what, what was the response to all that? And really, along with Tony's poem, hearing all the stories of how people responded is as inspiring as any of the work in there. You know? mm. And so, so we reflect on some of that. Uh, Ed Caesar, who's a journalist who writes for The New Yorker, he was at the vigil and he lives in Chalton. And he wrote his article, hopped on the tram on the way home, wrote the article, posted it to The New Yorker, and they published it the next day saying, Manchester gets the poem it deserves, and he's allowed us to print his words. So the content kind of came together th through just chatting to lots of people and finding out stories and you know, my wife's an intensive care physiotherapist, so she had an insight on the emergency services and the hospital staff and the, the people who were affected in, yeah. in so many different ways. So that really helped us curate the content. And then Glorious led on the book design, and it's just stunning. We've got a font that is designed just for the book. Really? Um, and it's inspired by the kind of stone work that you see across the mill buildings, the, the kind of engraved stonework, chiseled stonework. But it's also kind of has that memorial feel to it. So that's a, a really nice thing to have unique to the book. The font's called This is the Font. <laughs> this is <laughs> the is font. Nice. <laughs> and then the book is quite under-designed because of all the work that then follows. But I think the guys have done a, a beautiful job of that. I've seen pictures of the book because I wanted to move on Something to now. From obviously, while all this is going together, you've got your 60 pieces of art. Somebody somewhere's pulling that together. Someone somewhere's pulling the content together. It's all coming together. It's all getting put in the blender and into the mixer. And guess what? You've got to sell it. Yeah. And suddenly out there, you know, I've, I've noticed that Amazon are 
promoting it. I know that WH Smith are interested in selling it and they're promoting it. I know that Waterstones are currently running pre-orders on it. I know that there are lots of other worthy booksellers out there that are also, you know, selling it and, and promoting it. And so there's a huge interest in this. What does pre-orders look like? Yeah, you know, you have these ideas. You don't realise how much work is going to be involved and I could never have anticipated it. And it's just stuff that you you don't know you've got to do. Like, who's the publisher? Who's the author? <laughs> you know, who's, how who do we get? Who a is book? the author? Yeah, how do you get a book to market? Well, we've listed it as Tony Walsh and Friends and Forever Manchester are the publishers, which is great. Um, having commissioned the original poem, that's lovely. So there's all these things, you know. I'm suddenly people are asking me, "What do you want to do about this?" What do you want? <laughs> I have yeah. no idea. I've never done this before. Um, yeah. And marketing Manchester got involved and helped link us in with Amazon in the first place. And Amazon at fulfilling all the orders for free. Um, so that was a, a great link, and they've kind of coached us through. I mean even how to upload the thing to the Amazon system and all of that stuff has been a learning learning curve. Waterstones got in touch and who've been just incredibly supportive. Not only can you pre-order, but they'll be stocking it in their stores. Um, They've given us an advance on their orders, effectively paying for everything they take up front. And like say, other other people have been in touch looking to sell it as well. And and Waterstones are doing full front and back window displays on the Deansgate store. And it's just the goodwill and the support from people has been incredible, really. And pre-orders, yeah. I mean, at, at one stage we were number one on Amazon's new yeah. new release chart. But yeah, what do? You, how many do you order? How many do you say? All these, you know, do we do a second run? Uh, we'll we'll probably find out as we go. Without getting into the nitty gritty of embarrassing anybody, what does pre-orders look like? Are you talking about? Fifty thousand pounds with her, or is it fifty thousand copies? What? What? Does yeah, it, it's difficult, isn't it? Um, and it's a question I've been asking Amazon and Waterstones. You know, when do we hit go on the second run? Um, and they they assure me they'll let me know. Oh. <laughs> but the reality is, there's not that many left of the first edition. So I suspect we will get into a second edition. I know that we've already. We've already passed 100,000 in terms of what it will generate for the charities. Um, Which is fantastic. Yeah, and I should also mention that we've had a number of really generous supporters and sponsors who've, who have effectively covered the, all the print costs. So when you buy your book for £30, £10 goes to the emergency fund, £10 goes to Forever Manchester, and £10 goes to Andy Burnham's Homelessness Fund. Brilliant. I've got just a couple more questions for you, yeah. if that's okay. There are lots of pre-orders for the book, and when people eventually get their copies, what can they expect? What can they expect? Well, hopefully, like I said from the off, our goal was to create a book that marked a moment, but looked forward with hope. And I think that is reflected in the book. I mean, I don't know if you can go anywhere in the world and buy a book that has so many contributors from its own city. So just as a piece of artwork from the city or a design piece from Manchester, I think it's a unique and beautiful thing. Um, Tonally and and the narrative of the book, I hope people find it poignant. I hope we remember and continue to remember the people that are affected and that we support them well. And I hope that it makes people feel proud 
and ultimately I hope it's a piece that people talk about and the result of which will be hundreds of thousands of pounds raised for charity. And long may every copy sit on many coffee tables for years to come. Indeed. Right, finally, do you think you've generated a unique situation here? I mean, I know that quite often entertainers, they'll gather for a charitable cause or musicians will come together and record a song or a single. But can you ever recall members of the creative community coming together in this way? I think it's unique. I agree. I mean, I don't, I'm not learned enough to be able to make the statement that it is unique, but it feels unique. And yeah, I think you're right. It's an unusual set of circumstances that led to it happening. But I hope it's the start of the conversation and not the end. I hope it sets a precedent for creatives and, and others working together towards what is an exciting future and a, a hopeful future for Manchester. I, I think we could, when everyone takes that kind of responsibility, you'll you'll read Tony's forward and he and he talks in that forward about when we all do our bit, it adds up to something, yeah. and it adds up to Manchester. Um, yeah, and I, I, and I hope it will inspire other projects like it that, that will make a difference. Brilliant. Well, if you see the book on a coffee table, enjoy it. Hope if you've ordered it that it pops you up through your door and you love every minute of it. James, thank you for coming in to chat to us. Thanks for having me. It's been um, a pleasure and it's been a real um, a real insight and um, good luck with everything and good luck with the book. Thank you very much. Let me tell you a bit about the people of Manchester. We're about not being kept down. We're about celebrating everything this wonderful city has given and has to give. We're about being laid back, but in your face. We're about looking after our own and not leaving anyone behind. Once Manchester, forever Manchester. And now's your chance to show it. A charity run by the people of Manchester for the people of Manchester. Help ordinary people do extraordinary things. See forevermanchester.com Thank you for listening to this programme from the Forever Manchester Radio and Podcast Network. Forever Manchester is a charity that raises money to fund and support community activity across Greater Manchester. Check out forevermanchester.com to find out more.